0: Fight.
1: What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 7 of season 5 of the MKAU podcast. As as normal, we have got Sub-Zero back again, our fearless leader. Back we have Melicon back again. Brashi has made another appearance. And Ash is back for his third or fourth podcast now, I think.
0: How are Something we all? Like that. Yeah. Good. good. Very good. Pretty good. That's the
2: way. What have we all been playing? I'll we'll start with you, Ash. I've actually been playing a lot uh, this month. Um, let's see. I've played A Short Hike, Arcade Paradise, Figment 2, uh, Durgoni, Gris, venba turnip boy commits tax evasion (laughs) day of the tentacle remastered and rise of the trident ludicrous edition yeah nice you've been very busy what's that first one
1: a short very first one a short hike did you play that purely for the fact it's an easy achievement game yes Uh, okay. I think
2: it takes you like half an hour to finish the game or something, and it's really easy to get a hundred percent achievements on it. Uh, the, the game itself, yes, you could definitely finish in as little as thirty minutes. Um, but to get the achievements, yeah, it's about a two-hour, three-hour time frame, approximately.
3: Are these all Game Pass True. games?
0: Um. Yes. Yes, they are. There you go.
1: Join Game Pass if you haven't. What have you been playing, Brashy?
4: Um, I had a couple of review games. Um, I had to review Vlad Circus, and I'm reviewing one right now. Um, which I can't mention yet, I don't believe. Um, other than that, uh, it's just been Baldur's Gate, League of Legends, and Resident Evil 4. I picked that up on um, the, because PlayStation's got it free at the moment, so <coughs> i been playing Did that. they
3: add something to RE4?
4: Yeah, it's just a remake. Oh, yeah. not remake it. Like old, actually yeah no it was a remake or I yeah could...
3: just i was watching someone stream it and there's grappling it now has that always been it or is um... that not re it looked like resident evil
0: i like mean I you like do like... get
4: grappled you grappled and you have to like fight them off and jam a knife into their neck so but um yeah oh, i've gotten too far into the new remake because the... i've been trying to play all the resident evil remakes so i'm doing four now at the moment
1: I've been trying to avoid touching Boulder's Gate because I know for a fact I'll start playing and I won't put it down.
4: I'm I'm already like <laughs> over 200 hours. Yeah. Did, did you play That's...
3: Diablo? No. Oh, okay. no I've just didn't. been hearing a lot of people that were they've they've pretty much switched to Boulder's Gate and they haven't put it down.
0: Well, it's yeah.
1: funny enough I got asked from someone earlier if I've been playing much Diablo 4 I was like, Uh oh, probably not as much as I really want to I'm sort of, It that seems to be fun, like man. a re- well, it seems to be a reoccurring thing with games now. Is that it comes out and you've got that initial week where everyone plays it, plays it, plays it, and then it sort of becomes irrelevant the next week. A bit like, um, or Mortal Kombat for instance. Everyone was playing that when it first came out, but you don't see anyone posting about it now on socials. Which I, I heard not... that.
2: Here you go. I was just going to say I heard that uh, Diablo Four. Like a lot of the people that were playing a lot of sort of Diablo 3 that were using it as content creation have gone back to Diablo 3 because Diablo 4 wasn't cutting the mustard with content. Yeah.
1: Diablo, yeah, Diablo 3 is a hard game to beat, but
2: anyway. What have you been playing,
1: Mel?
4: Uh,
5: to be honest, not a huge amount. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Starfield. Um, I actually went on a little trip down to Adelaide so I I took the uh, ROG ally with me down to Adelaide and played a bit of Starfield on the plane so that was that was entertaining um, and then recently I've played um, Sigil of the Magi for uh, for review but other than that sort of since handing back the ally and since you know playing Sigil of the Magi I've sort of just sat at my computer watching YouTube, really. Nothing overly exciting.
1: I've heard I've heard uh, you're the um, <laughs> the next Tiger Woods of um Dungeon Golf.
5: Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. You can talk to Chibi <laughs> about that one.
0: What have you been playing, Subby? Um, mostly
3: just I played a bit of MK when it came out, like you just said. I haven't really gone back to it, but that's just because I've had no time mostly. Nearly gone through all the invasion stuff i want to try to get it finished before the season ends because it changes every season uh but i haven't started the story yet
0: otherwise
3: hey
1: would you say it's a big improvement from the last mortal kombat game
3: um it's much the same i mean they've taken a lot of like they've taken out stage interactions which i kind of miss um they've got cameos now as their newest little gimmick kind of thing but it actually works quite well um, I'd imagine some of the cameos that are only cameos might get full characters playable characters later on but I'll we'll see but yeah, that's no, okay Much the same just sort of take a little bit out put a little bit new into it. Yep uh, Other than that we dipped into payday 3 a little bit uh, when it came out uh, I probably wouldn't mind getting back into that and finishing off all the Last lot of maps, and then going through them stealth, but
0: haven't had time. Otherwise, a little bit of siege is generally what I usually play. Yeah, nice. Hmm.
5: Ooh, I've just gone dark. Sorry, bear with me while I fix that.
0: Well, um... Here
5: we go.
3: I like your backlights. Yeah, they're
1: it's
0: very up, looks like the
3: popo in town. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I could make a flash. I just... going well, to really start life.
1: doing um, 5M streams as a cop. Have yeah, his life flashing boy. in the back. Well I've been uh, I've been playing a bit of Party Animals. Um, which is just being put on Game Pass. That game is a lot of fun.
3: Um Everyone's playing it.
1: It's it feels like a mix between <laughs> gang beasts and um. All guys. Yeah. Um it's just it's everything in it's like that stupid and doesn't work properly, but it's that funny that it and it's like it's been designed to be that way. And, like, you can literally jump in the air and fly kick people's heads and knock them out. Like, it's it's good fun. Um, And I've just finished a review on Forza. and Forza um, Motorsport. Forza Motorsport, which I was very hyped to do. Apart from that, I've literally just been playing review games. <laughs> Played a little bit of Payday, a little bit of R6,
0: but sinking some hours into the reviews, which is good. So uh, there's been a fair bit of gaming news
1: recently. Um, Sony has definitely been at the forefront of that. Um, Ash was telling me just before, a little bit of Microsoft news. And then, um, but obviously, Sony's major one at the moment is there's a, we'll say, alleged data attack on the company. Um, there has been one hacking group come out, um, have the, have said they ha- have done it, and they're pretty much saying they either want Sony to... Pay them out, or they're just going to sell the data off. They haven't. It's only actually hasn't confirmed what data has been taken. Um. But what do you, what do you all sort of think about that? like that. Them being sort of at the forefront of a hacking thing again in twenty
4: twenty three. I can't I'd- say it's all bullshit. <laughs> 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 well, because the one group. Came out and like, yeah, no, yeah, we stole a whole bunch of shit, and then like another the groups come along and said, no, you didn't, we did, and then yeah. no one's been able to like clarify that. But I think, I think what they, I think they're more trying to just distract Sony because they don't want another 2011. That's what no, I said.
3: Well, what I said before this was like, how does it, how does this keep happening to Sony? Yeah, like
0: how
3: have they not learned from the first major breach?
2: It is a little bit different though from two thousand eleven because it was customer information that was stolen. Where this time around, it seems to be like actual data. All they said is
1: data, but that data could be your email, your phone number, your it could be anything. But they said
4: they they said they took two hundred and fifty gigabytes of stuff, and then but Tony's been like, nah, yeah, nah, not not nothing like that's been. Regardless,
3: nice. regardless what it was, is my point is, have they not put enough in place to stop it from last time? Like, have they done?
4: That's it enough? why. That's why I'm hard. I'm finding it hard to believe that anything's actually happened. I think it's just people are just trying to mess with Sony because, like, the second group, that, the second group that came out is the one that's named after that old Xbox CEO. Major, uh, Major, yeah, Major Nelson. Major Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think it's just a whole bunch of bullshit.
3: <laughs> hey, hey. What do we call ourselves? Oh. Yeah. I,
1: um... No, but that's sort of one of the questions I sort of want to lead with the subject, though. It's 2023. 99% of the world is online. Everything's online now. You've got accounts everywhere. You We're online right now. Should companies like Sony and Microsoft and... Amazon, whatever. Should they have that sort of high level security and updating level security that someone like this could come out and say, "Oh, we've just stolen two hundred and fifty gig of your data," and they could turn and say, "Well, you haven't, because this hasn't been breached or this hasn't
4: happened." Or I
3: mean, they should like, be confident enough to say that, but they're not going to. Well,
4: that, that's the thing. They, they um, uh, who was it? Someone already said that because that they didn't. They're like, "No, you haven't," because they said, "Oh, you got two hundred and fifty gigabytes," and they're like, "No." Who was it? I was trying to find out who it was. It, it's just, I, I
1: don't know, I, I think about it now. and like, company that size should have that level of security, being 2023, they know, they know what people can do on computers. And like we said before, they're never going to out, you're never going to beat a hacker. Hackers are evolving all the time. They can do new things and try new things. But like you'd think like, a company like Sony would have a security team that are constantly updating their firewall, constantly closing back doors and stuff into their system. So then, like Sabi said, they can confidently turn around and say, no, like, you, you haven't done that. We can tell you for a fact you haven't done that. So you can sort of go and jam your, jam the money you want where the sun doesn't shine.
4: So what was this whole <laughs> proof that someone... And, yeah, so conducting the same t- investigations into the claims, sleeping computer reports... That ransom VC contacted it to boast having stolen as much as a more sizable two hundred and sixty gigabytes of Sony's data. A security website, which has a strong reputation in this field, didn't find evidence of a breach of that size.
3: What proof do they apparently have, though? Didn't
1: you yeah, realize- well, apparently, apparently ransom, ransom um, where have posted a proof to Sony that they have them because Sony's turned around and said we're not paying paying the uh, money that you guys want, and they're threatening to sell the said data.
4: But yeah, actually, because they're calling the bluff. Maybe, because <laughs> like, it'd be interesting. If it, was, to see. it was important stuff. Sony would have to do something instead of just saying, "Nah, we're not paying you."
3: It's going to look bad now <laughs> if they say no, you haven't, and then later on they like You've got to come clean. Everyone they kind of did, but that's, is that that's is, going to be even worse?
1: Like seeing this stuff now, like everyone saw how quickly that news blew up. As soon as it was online, it absolutely went ballistic, and everyone was sharing it. Is that something where you think? People might look at PlayStation obviously being owned by Sony. They're going to look at that and like, do I want to make an account with that if my data is going to get stolen at some stage or threatened to get stolen or allegedly stolen? like, Do you think that might turn people
2: away from actually wanting to be affiliated with Sony? I think this day and age you're not going to get that sort of response from people because everyone pretty much has a digital presence. Of some description. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't Isn't sort it? of
3: single out them because you're going to get that question everywhere you go.
2: Yeah,
4: well that that is true. That is true. Yeah, I think the worst case is that they're just trying to tarnish a bit of PlayStation's reputation or Sony's reputation by saying that like, oh yeah we can hack you guys. But whether uh, not- I mean ha-
1: it happen it happens everywhere. They yeah. like I said it's inevitable. Hackers are always going to be out there. They're always going to be looking for that money. They're always going to be looking for that scare tactic and Unfortunately, with social media, like I said, things blow up very quickly. So they add that scare tactic in, like, not so much these days, but your media presence with, like, 7 News and Win News and all that, as soon as they've got a little piece of news, they can blow it up and give it to the audience in a misinterpreted way and use that as a scare tactic in a way.
2: Which these guys might have done that. Even with the media, if they did sort of make it seem like a scary thing, ultimately people are going to make a decision whether they want to or not, but ultimately the hackers are always still going to be there. Most Mm. people are going to want to be, you know, online, you know, whether it's with Sony or whatever. I mean, yeah, unless you really want to unplug from everything, you're going to have your information out there somewhere. So. It's always going to be a risk. all
5: of us talking at
2: once.
3: <laughs> yeah. Put your hand up if you want to talk.
5: <laughs> Rashi, you can go first, mate.
4: Oh, I was gonna say, like, it, yeah, as saying, it's always gonna be a risk. Don't know yeah. what whoever whoever you game with now online or anything like, it's always gonna be a risk. But yeah. it's just a matter of um, is the risk worth it. Most of the time, it's yeah, because I don't know. I've been online for how many years now, and Nothing's ever like I was like I'm um, I've got a latitude account and when that got hacked and all those like hundreds of thousands of people's things got there nothing nothing happened to me not yet. <laughs> so I I live with <laughs> eh shit happens if I get hacked I get hacked but I and mean they're they gonna get my bank account and get nothing well yeah, oh, that that's the suckers. thing you can be, smar- you can be, be smart
1: there. how you you can be smart how you do it though like my I've, I mean I've got a PlayStation account and Nintendo Xbox so on and so forth all of those, I've literally got them linked up to an account that has no money in it. If I want to buy something, I transfer the money to the account and buy it. Like, yeah, I do
3: a, the same thing. I have all my money elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I've got my money in a different account, and then, yeah, if I want to buy something, I transfer it across, buy it, and then it's back down to zero. So what well, the, the worst they're going to do is get a re- decline because there's no funds in the account.
0: Mm.
1: Like you, I suppose it comes in with like your, your two-factor authentication and everything these days as well. Um,
4: yeah, like most of mine, like, if you make any purchases on, like, my card, especially if it's, like, on a mobile device or even on the computer, you need, like, the facial recognition or, like, my fingerprint.
1: Or you need so. a text text message and will tell your phone that you've got to put a code in and all this yeah. other stuff. Like, the, the, there's – I think stealing your bank details is a little bit harder these days, but I'm sure there's a way around it. But yeah, still talking
4: like, – oh, Keep going, sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, yeah, like, uh, the banks are on it too good yeah. like i don't, I don't mind is it. like as soon as i buy like a couple of things like i'm um, playing like this one piece um mobile game at my moment and every now and then i buy a few things and every now and then i get the zealous and buy a heap of things and then straight away they're like hey uh, i think someone's hacked you for, um bank account i like no nah, it's just me <laughs> <laughs> it's just me buying dumb shit. so that's me buying
1: 200 dollars worth
4: of coins yeah exactly but like they'll, they'll, they'll close it straight away yeah, they really? down pretty. Yeah, mine does as well. Really if it looks really odd, like <laughs> out of place. I'll just like put a freeze on it, and, and, and then after we bring up like I was just buying stuff for my mobile game. <laughs> but uh, no, no worries,
1: nerd. We'll unlock it for you. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> um, keeping on the topic of S- Sony, obviously the um, CEO has announced he is retiring. Um, he's been working with the company there for thirty years. Um, started over with um Sony Interactive, and he's sort of. Worked his way up um the fun the funny part about all that was that he still lives like i said, he started in Europe was only in europe become the c e o so he's still living in Europe but working remotely and working in the United States somewhere um do you think do you think you guys could do that like if you not necessarily living in Europe, but could you work a job in the u s and live in Australia
4: yes
3: <laughs> I mean, what can't you do remotely now? That's the thing. Yeah. i have become so used to it. Like, but, yeah, like, I'm sure. Time, I'm sure he still travels runs. occasionally, right? He would have to. Oh, he'd, he'd have he does, to. It, it's a. It's a job you probably
0: don't need to be there so much for. Here yeah. It though.
4: I think the only issue is would be the time difference. Yeah. That that will be the killer. But you're getting paid if big bucks. Wrong...
3: You deal with the time difference.
4: Well, I said, yeah, because if anything goes wrong, it's going to be like, like early, early, and like late, either late at night or early in the morning. I mean, if but, you're the CEO
1: of Sony, you'd be on a, you'd be on a few dollars. I don't think I'd care too much if I had to get up at one a.m. to fix some catastrophic disaster,
5: Yeah. such as everyone's accounts being hacked.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such as <different laughs> everyone's data leak. Um, do you think that the, well. I'm, I well, know we've just been talking about Sony's data leak, but do you think Sony's moving in a good direction as they are now, or do you think the new CEO might freshen things up a little bit and change what they're doing? Like you can see, Microsoft at the moment's just eating up game developers. Well, not eating up's probably the wrong word, but buying buying all these game developers and pretty much making their already big company into this mega company. Do you think having someone fresh in Sony may Bring them to start doing that and I don't know,
4: put a bit of a fight up, I guess.
3: So who's the new guy? What is he? What did he do? No, with I'll the say
4: the, the new guy's an interim. It's uh, Tori his
2: name is um, but he's Heretim. the Hiroto or something, yeah. Hiroto Hirokai or something, just just butcher it completely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, he's just
1: he's he's the interim, interim, um, yeah. He's starting in the first
2: April next year, so we still got the same CEO until April Correct? next year. Okay. But... Yeah, but um, he's only interim until they obviously advertise and find someone new. And yeah. honestly, I think it's really going to boil down to who they actually put in there, yeah, as what... opposed to, with their actual background. Like, if they turn around and get someone and put them in the position that's had a background, say, in microtransactions. Then you'll probably see that there will yeah. be, it, you know, more of depends. a shift in that. Well, so, yeah, cool,
4: because um, the new guy, the interim guy, he's already the COO and the CFO of Sony um, Group Corporation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, He's been working closely with Jim anyway, so he I don't think you're going to notice much of a difference in regards to him being in that position. But if he doesn't stay there and they actually employ someone new, then, yeah, I'd be probably more inclined to look at what background they've got. And then you'd probably have a bit more of an idea of maybe the direction Sony will maybe gravitate towards. Yeah, you
3: put you put a CFO in there, you know where what they're focusing on.
4: Yeah, yeah. money.
2: Yeah, hundred well, percent. The thing is, like, he's not coming
4: in until, um, what? Till, like next month? Oh, next month? Oh, next year?
1: Yeah. Well, next the, the, next he's starting that. Yeah, April next year
4: he starts. Um, so um, I mean, so I mean C- by that time they might already found someone. And being the be ceo there. with
1: 30 years de- down your sleeve of there, so you can't just give two weeks notice <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah so like even by by the time it comes around to um hiroki moving in there he might not be in there for that long we might get some more news on who will actually take his place yeah it'd be a good
3: question to revisit once we know who it is yeah if we don't yeah like ash said uh, that's what i think it depends what he's
0: doing before get an idea what he's on what his focus might be
4: Hopefully um yeah. it leans more towards what they did with um uh Larry kind of ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. That'd be nice.
0: <laughs> be um there'd definitely be
1: something in, like interesting to sort of keep tabs on what they're doing and like Subby said, um revisit it once it's all sort of should been give finalized. The job to
4: Larry. Yeah, that's it. Just maybe, just, you,
3: should, maybe you should apply for, for it, Subby. I'd love to. Yeah. Sort
1: them out, Up 02k, the new CEO of Sony.
3: First <laughs> order of business by Xbox.
1: First <laughs> <laughs> order of business, get bought out by Xbox. <clears throat> no, no, no. Sell sell,
3: sell up,
2: <laughs> sell
3: up, and get my pay out.
2: <laughs> work there for a whole week, lose all the money. <laughs> so, does um, anyone actually have like an idea of maybe who they would like to see go into that position?
3: With no clue,
2: maybe. Yeah, also- do I have just. Someone, just someone who,
3: for, who listens to Amos himself would be a good start. I know. I don't know. It'd be good just to shift. I don't know. They just don't seem to always be doing the right thing.
1: Plot twist. Uh, Major Nelson is actually probably one of the hackers, and um, he's using the data against him to become think, the next CEO.
2: I think he's gone to Apple. <laughs> You've been listening to my conspiracies.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think Nel, um, Larry's gone to Apple. Yeah dunno. Pretty sure no, to Apple. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He keeps hinting at Apple that he's at Apple with all his tweets and stuff. Up Apple.
1: Maybe maybe Apple will buy Microsoft one day. Or the other way around. Um talking about obviously gaming and companies and whatnot. Obviously Pax Oz is next weekend, I believe.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Friday, yeah, Saturday, yes. Sunday.
1: Um believe Melon Sabia heading down for it.
5: Yes, indeed we are.
1: You um, obviously we're not heading down this year, but I was down there last year. Obviously, last year was the first year coming out of the all the COVID mix up, and it wasn't. It wasn't as big as the convention. Well, from what everyone else was telling me, it was my first ever one. Oh, really? That was my yeah. Last year was my oh, first okay. Pax. Um, I'll go again next year. I'm going to go every second year. Um, do you think? Like I've sort sort of seen a bit of the lineup and what obviously you've posted on MKU's website with the news. Do you think this year's going to be bigger bigger and better and maybe even more attendance than last year?
3: Yes. Um I so they are not not all the big publishers are still there like they usually are. So last year was pretty quiet. It was it was big. Everyone wanted to get back to conventions. So, yeah. so a lot attended, but yeah, you had all the majors missing like Nintendo PlayStation... All the publishers that would have had their own booth or space, it it wasn't there. They just sort of threw their games in other booths or other areas, like, you know, the Alienware booth might have had Payday 3 showing, or, like, they kind of just slipped their game into other areas. This year, I believe Nintendo are back. I don't know if Sony and PlayStation have their own space. I don't think they do, but, you know, it's a start. So it's slowly becoming... The packs that we are used to going to
0: but you know it's it's going to take a little take a couple of packs, get packs back to get to back no yeah, yeah. It's, it's know, i did i did see
1: something about atari doing their new console at pax this year yes yeah, is the play- you're going to be all over
3: yeah i'm going to check it out play on uh, do, uh for the first time since its announcement they're showing it in person at pax uh, I don't know where, I'm guessing PlayOn might have their own booth, by the terms of it. I, I didn't see it on the map, but I'm not sure, but yeah, the new PlayStation, uh, not PlayStation, Atari 2600 plus, whatever it is, will be there, You're I'm sure. going gonna, gonna
1: to get one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get one just for the fact it's an Atari, <laughs> cool they're bringing it back. Well,
3: there's there's some places, like devs and stuff, making new games on cart- Atari cartridges for this thing.
1: Oh, so the, the console's actually going to take cartridges.
3: You can put yep. your existing Atari cartridges into it, I'm pretty sure, and games, new games will be made for the console.
1: I guess i have going to go break the old box out of the shed and get some cartridges yeah, out. Yeah, so I believe clean, you can clean them
3: literally out. whack your Atari cartridges this thing.
2: It'll be surprising to see how many of your cartridges have survived in the shed because the the pins will be all nice and rusty. It's, it's all right. They're <laughs> well, easy, they? easy
3: to clean, though. That's the beauty of those cartridges. I am.
2: Um... When I put them in the box, I
1: glad wrap them and like uh, wrap them up in glad wrap. So I'm hoping they're not rusty. But um, yeah, I don't have many left. I think I've got like
3: Double Dragon, Ghostbusters. I've got a couple of cartridges.
1: I've got got a couple in there and obviously all my old PlayStation games and everything. But it'd be. um, Do you think Sony and Microsoft will make more of a presence next year? Or I'm hoping that's where it's going
3: back to. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't realize that was your first one last year. I don't know whether you told us that or not, but. Yeah, previous ones. They had massive full
0: space. hmm Like, massive full like space.
1: But... Obviously, last year, I think there was the Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy, the new one had just come out, and they had, like, a massive setup for that, and then, obviously, um, Alienware and mm. yeah, a got... couple of other bigger companies. But like you said, the like, Xbox, I think, had... <sighs> Alone in the dark. I think they had a play play of that, but it was like linked in with yeah. They, the they were just throwing and...
3: their games in other booth spaces, pretty much. They weren't. They didn't have their own dedicated area.
1: Funnily enough, though, I, th- I found myself spending more time. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I spent a fair bit of time at the other end, but I f- sort of spent most of my time up the front with in the indie games. I, I preferred it's a lot a big, of the indie games. Yeah, it's
3: always a big thing with packs. Packs. Packs is more so about um, the indie side of things and the
0: um Like the hardware portion too, like, you know Accessories and things so And then it's kind of
3: games as well. So it's It's indie and um, the hardware side of things is more of a pack You know, bring your own computers and retro old school stuff. The kind of That kind of stuff sort of first first and foremost
1: I was still so confused from last year that the um, you'd had the people that go to PAX and they um line up to go and play computer games at PAX like in on the actual computer stations and play like League of Legends or whatever they were playing. I was like, you can do that
0: at home. Go to the other. You would.
3: You, you, you should have been to some of the like Mel would know or anyone else that would have went to the um older you know the previous PAXes. But the BYO sections were twice the size of what you would have saw back then people would bring their machines so they would have their own security and stuff because people were bringing their own computers in the security would be there 24
1: 7 yeah I, I don't get that you can play in your own computer at home like you can't there's that much hardware and simulators or last year anyway there was there was enough there that i kept me busy like looking at all your different simulators and different hardware and pc setups and everything that, that people were running there without I like. A, I didn't feel a need to go and say, "Oh, I'm going to go bring my computer in and play League of Legends next to someone else."
3: It's a big thing, man. People will
2: go. Have you never
3: just to bring in their PCs and do the BYOs.
2: Have so, you have you never done a LAN party, Whippy?
3: Oh, don't get me wrong. I love
2: LAN
1: parties. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not not when I'm flying down to Melbourne to go to a game like a gaming convention. I just I don't know. That's just me, though. That's like personal preference for me.
4: And obviously, right. well, I I agree. I like I don't see the point in.
3: Oh, I, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, there's the either, re- there's but... rest
4: point like the rest the rest points and stuff like that. Where like I understand those ones where they have those like little rest rooms where you can go in there and just like when you used to go in there with the Game Boys, you used to go in there. Chill out on a bean and... bag
3: with your Switch.
4: Yeah, yeah. I can, I understand that. That's that's all good. Yeah, but the unless unless they're going to do a competition or something, I don't see. Or they're like they're. That's a new game or something like that that they want people to test it out. I mean,
3: they probably have stuff organised, but I don't get involved. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I would imagine. I'd imagine there'd be some benefit of doing it. Yeah, yeah, there'd be something more involved in it than just oh, packs. Take my computer in. There'll be <laughs> there'll be something planned. You can't have like five hundred people go into this one little space and not have nothing organised.
1: They'd probably have a whole heap of things like best pc or best looking pc and whoever wins this competition game and whatnot not
3: sure but yeah to answer your question i think Pax will get there eventually again just give it a couple more and she'll be back to normal
1: I, it, it's good seeing like I've, I've sort of before the podcast had a bit of a look of who sort of announced that they're going now and you see a lot a lot of like you obviously you still see alienware and aftershock and all that like the bigger companies. But you're starting to see a lot, a lot smaller companies coming up through as well, and displaying their stuff, which is good for, like, like you said, your indie developers and all your smaller companies trying to make a name for themselves. Um, especially in somewhere like PAX, like that's a, that's a big convention.
5: Well, it's pretty much the only thing that we have in Australia where they can sort of do that to the general population, anyway, because. Like, you look at America, for example. Now, don't get me wrong, America's huge. Their population is significantly higher than ours. So, you know, they've got PAX West, they've got PAX East, they've got all that stuff. They've got multiple things like that throughout the year, whereas we have Supernova and Comic-Con, which, in my experience, are more like nerdy Sunday markets. Pretty much, but, yeah. You know, you pay a lot of money to go into yeah. Um. But then packs. Yeah. Okay. You still pay a lot of money to go into it, but it is obviously designed for, you know, showcasing what's coming out. And um, with it being the only time that we really have in Australia where that sort of thing happens, I think that's why we are seeing more and more people like smaller companies jumping on board with that because they are wanting to get their name out there. Like you've got thousands of people walking through the door every yeah. day. And, you know, everyone at some point is going to see your brand. They're going to see your stuff. And then on the Sunday when you don't want to pack everything up and you start throwing it out to the audience, of course, you're going to get everybody there going, I want, I want, I want. Yeah, um, even though they've never heard of it.
1: That's why I sort of noticed like the last day last year, like everyone was walking and getting all the freebies and your pins and all that sort of thing like the last day. Because I honestly went down there, I was like, "Oh, three days walking around a gaming convention is probably a bit overkill." Like I might spend because one day. Could
3: do, could, they could do it for a week. There's panels. There's yeah, you know, hardware for boots for hardware, games, indie games, triple A games. But as you, someone you could, that's never because,
1: gone before, you're sort of looking like, oh, three days walking around a convention hall like there's there won't be that like there's lots to look at, but there won't be enough for three days worth of stuff." But like you won't get I, to
3: everything in three days.
1: Exactly. Like, I, I was sort of thinking, like, last year, I was like, oh, could, I could have easily used another two days here to go through everything properly. And, like, I, I saw everything I more or less wanted to see, but there was still more stuff I was sort of wanted to look at and look further into. But, time's time, I guess.
3: Like, you could go to PAX just to want to play games and you'd be happy. You can go to PAX just to, like, sit down, learn some, watch some panels, learn some things, get some insight on the industry, and you're done. You could go to PAX to. Chill out with friends in the chill-out zone, play Switch. You don't even... There's so much you can do in three days you'd be happy with. Three. But to hop it all in three days is a, is a lot going on.
0: Yeah. No, it'd be
1: definitely, uh, definitely be interesting to see how much it sort of expands more to going back to what it was um, pre-COVID.
3: Well, I mean, Mel, you were at Supernova, no, Comic-Con the other weekend, and you said that that's... That's now expanded back
5: into its full. Um, it yeah, it definitely got a little bit bigger. So um, I think it was what just after just after we got back from PAX last year. I think I went to Comic Con or Supernova. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and it was it was dead. Like was very they small they, too. they they crammed it. They had plenty of space, but they still crammed everything into just one little sort of area. And then you had this massive area where people were just congregating and sitting down on the floor because there was space. Um, But there were definitely not as many booths, you know, back then. Whereas the Comic-Con that's just been, it was, it was significantly bigger. They used up a lot of space. They actually had food trucks outside in sort of the back area because it was so big. Um, Still a nerdy Sunday market, but. You know, it was still cool to go in there and see the the different things that people were starting to do. So you had obviously uh, berserk clothing. You had several different um, pop stores. Um, there was a couple of like model and collectible shops and stuff as well. They even set up a, a a gacha farm for all intents and purposes, so you could just go and waste coins playing gacha machines. And it was it it had definitely grown since, even just since last year and since COVID. So things are definitely on the up. And like, even like I had a look at the the packs, the people that are attending to packs, so the exhibitors and whatnot, and just scrolling through the list, it definitely looks like it is bigger than yeah,
3: I last feel like, year. Yeah, I feel like the list is a lot longer.
5: It's, um, it's definitely not as big as it was in 2020, uh, sorry, 2019. So 2019 was my first one. Um and I remember walking in and one of the first things you walked in and saw was this massive stand with 100 computers lined up specifically for PUBG. Oh
3: uh, you went I'm around
5: right. Yeah 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 we actually had um we actually had Wookie yeah. in the tournament.
3: Yeah we yeah. were actually Red Bull invited us to join the tournament. They had it up on um like a cinema style seating. So it was showcased across the whole show floor, pretty much, and you got it set up on the thing and played in this uh, PUBG tournament. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was
5: when they were just there handing out cans of Red Bull. It was fantastic. That was when
3: when you go to a booth or an area, it was like full on decked out with like a there's a jeep there, there's a there's a plane that's crashed in front of it. Like they've gone all out to set it up. Not just yeah, here's a little boxed off area with a couple of computers and consoles. That was when they really went all out setting up
5: the... um... Yeah, it was, like I said, it was like 100 computers just staggered up. And, um, yeah, that was incredible to walk into. And then you sort of went behind that and you had Cyberpunk 2077 set up. Um, And they had cosplayers in some ridiculously good costumes just sort of walking around, talking to everyone. You could sit down and, you know, view a bit of footage. Uh, I think Wookiee actually interviewed one of the developers for that. That year yeah, as well, yeah. I think
3: we interviewed, I think it was the creative designer or the creative story guy, whatever his name, I can't remember what he's.
5: Yep. Um, I went and I went and uh had a look at a panel for the um NVIDIA RTX graphics cards just before they sort of released them. So there was so much stuff that looks like it is slowly coming back. Which, so which obviously,
0: be-
5: yeah, so like Nintendo wasn't there last year, for example they put their name down as going this year. Um, Bethesda is obviously going to be there as well. There's so many different places that are going, that they're actually going to be part of PAX. So I think Stace might be going possibly to a Bethesda event on the Friday morning. Maybe I can't remember if that was confirmed or not.
0: Yeah. It's a, um... it's a painting, some sort of painting thing. It's, Oh, oh, I'm surprised some... you didn't go do a painting thing for face painting.
3: I'm too good for it. Leonardo yeah. Subby. I only do a, but, you um, know... other painting. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but like, last year, Bethesda was completely off-site, whereas this year yeah. it sounds like they've got something set up actually within but
1: actual from itself. what From what Subby said last year, Bethesda had a really cool – like, yes, they were off-site, but the setup was really cool for what they had done where they'd done it.
5: The the setup was really cool. So Stacey and I sort of attended a uh like a pre-PAX event for it. Yeah, so um, you guys which... got
3: in a little bit before I attended the actual VIP thing, but you guys went and had a look at it prior to PAX even starting.
5: Yeah, yeah. So we went in, we took we took the cameras too, and we were able to take some photos of and some video of everything that they had set up. Um whereas Subby actually went to a the, proper event.
0: Is that night, yeah.
5: Um but, yeah, no, it's it definitely, 100%, it looks like it is going to be bigger and better this year. So, assuming that, you know, this year goes well, and given how quickly tickets and everything sold out this year as well, you know, it looks like things are going to start coming well and truly back to normal. So, still doesn't look like Xbox is going to be there. I remember 2019, Xbox had their own big section Intel had their big section. I think they had that last year, though. I'm pretty sure PlayStation had a big section as well. But yeah,
0: pretty
3: much every sort of pack except for the last thing. one, everywhere had their own space. I'll be yeah. interested
1: to see next year if, um, like, obviously this year they haven't, but I'll be interested to see if um, Kick get a um, try and get a um, section of it, seeming Twitch always have a pretty big booth in there. I wonder if Kick's going to try and weasel their way in there. Seeming one of the owners is Australian. but um
3: yeah look maybe, maybe they do, maybe they'll have a little bit of space somewhere for some reason, it's just not listed. who knows
5: it could also be of, so. yeah it could also be semi denied based on the controversy yeah. surrounding you know yeah. kicks for upbringing and everything, so but talking know, about I'm, companies I'm
4: annoyed not going. So much D and D this year.
3: There's a lot. I was just looking through the list now. You yeah. funny you mentioned that actually. There's there's a lot of. Uh, oh,
4: yeah, I'm kind of. Spewing, yeah, I'm kind of there yeah, annoyed now that I'm not going because I was looking through. It, I'm like, there's so much D D stuff here. A lot of tabletop. So you would
3: you would yeah. spend a lot of time in the tabletop. Oh, yeah. Section yeah.
4: yeah. And they've they've got a live they've got a live viewing of um one for all. They're doing a live
5: game, so that would be cool. it's cool to see. Yeah. Just get a small loan and come on down.
4: Yeah, that's it. I'll just use that. Let's just say,
1: use that latitude account you're talking about before. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, I mean, you only got to get tickets. I mean, there's been so many people selling passes that they've decided not to go. Three day passes. You could probably easily pick up a three day pass. Yeah, for a And you just literally crash at someone's hmm. hotel because everyone's just crashing somewhere.
1: Um, talking about companies, there obviously Asus is one of the companies that are going to be there, which goes into our next topic, handheld gaming. Um, now Mel's probably going to talk most in this one because he was, like he said before, actually reviewed the Asus. Uh, is it ROG Ally? Ally, yeah, Ally. That's it. Um, do you think? Do you think this going to be going to be more of a like? Obviously, we used to have the Game Boys and Like um, one of you were saying, playing the Atari. Do you think it's going to be a thing that's becoming more of the future? Like you said, you could go on a plane and play Starfield or whatever you're playing on the plane, Star Citizen. Do you think it's going to be more of a thing coming that you don't necessarily have to come and sit at your computer? You can go and lay in bed or sit on the couch and play a PC game or do whatever you want to do. You're not sort of linked up to like... Back in the day, you had, like, your PlayStation Portable where you had to only play the PlayStation games. Like, you literally can run Windows off it now. Do you think there's going to be more of a thing coming through now?
5: I, the the way I see it, so handheld gaming has obviously always been a bit of a thing. So, you know, you go back years and you'll have, as you, as we said, the Game Boy, but even, I guess, before that, you had sort of handheld versions of Pac-Man and that sort of thing as well. So you know, handheld gaming, in my opinion, I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere, and it's only the only thing it's ever going to do is, you know, continue to progress. Like, you just have to look at the Switch, for example. So the Game Boy was an offshot of Nintendo's main system, but obviously it was a lot more basic, couldn't do everything that yeah. the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo could do, for example but it was only a matter of time before things started getting better. And now the switch itself being effectively Nintendo's only console. um, And the fact that it can switch between playing on a TV or playing as a handheld, there was, there was always going to be that progression. Um, But then when you start moving into things like the, the ROG ally or, or the steam deck, for example, then I guess computers have always gotten smaller and smaller as well. So go back several years ago, I had a little, just a little eight inch notebook. Um, I think it was running Windows 7, if I'm guessing correctly. It was a long time ago. Um, But, you know, everything's getting smaller and smaller in terms of the internal side of things. So realistically, it was only a matter of time before somebody took that little eight inch computer and jammed everything in behind the screen, stuck a couple of what feel like Xbox controllers on the sides, and go, here you go. Here's a here's a handheld gaming console. Um, yeah. The only thing that sort of lets them down, at least in my experience, is the battery life. But that's if you're playing something like Starfield. Um, obviously, you know that's going to use up a lot more of the battery, so you're not getting as much power as you were on. The old Game Boy, for example, but you are getting you're getting something that's a lot better than pretty much anything else that's on the market in terms of handhelds.
1: I suppose at the end of the day, though, like, well, obviously, Asus have just brought this out, and it's amazing-looking handheld. But I suppose at the end of the day, the battery is always something they can work on. They can always update, like, upgrade, update, upgrade, update the battery. And like, there's nothing saying... Like, even gaming laptops, yeah. I unpos- to say, it's
3: like a laptop. Batteries yeah, get yeah, better. Yeah. And
1: better. Um, but, like, be even same. gaming laptops, they don't last forever. You pull the pull the the like power supply out and they don't last forever, depending on what game you're playing. Like, I think Red was saying he was playing Mortal Kombat the other day on his, and I think he got two and a half hours or something out of the battery. Um, but then, like you said, it all comes down to what game you're playing. I you know, suppose if you're playing Age of Empires or something like that, you probably wouldn't be as extensively draining on the handheld console, whatever you want to call it. Um like you like you said though, like Valve or Steam, Valve have got their uh, I have forgot the Steam Deck. Azus, um Sabi was saying Lenovo. There's a couple of other one. ones.
3: Um
1: Lenovo and I think there was another one uh, something I did write, it, I was I did write it down called here.
3: yeah.
1: Um Azus, Lenovo and Qualcomm which I've also made one. Do you think like do you all think that it's going to become a thing where now they're going to be competing uh, more companies are going to come in and con- going to be competing to make the best handheld experience?
5: 100%. 100% because I mean in today everybody is on the move. So everybody's constantly moving so you're going to get companies like eventually HP Omen for example are going to go hey let's let's throw together a handheld as you said you've got Lenovo everybody's going to want to get in on that market when they see how successful these products are because they are becoming a lot more affordable as well like you can go out and spend five six seven seven thousand dollars on a desktop gaming pc that quite literally sits next to you and does absolutely nothing when you're not there or you can spend in terms of the in terms of the ally, um, I think it was about sixteen hundred. Yeah. And the fact that Is it? after a couple of yeah. Uh from the research I did, yeah, it's about sixteen hundred. I thought it was twelve hundred. So, yeah, I thought it was twelve hundred too. Oh, maybe I'm over overestimating. I thought I but saw something that's yeah, either 16. way,
3: it's twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety
5: nine. Okay, well there you go. It's even more affordable than I thought. So you know, the fact that I was able to play starfield as a brand new release after a couple of graphics updates and yes okay the screen's a little bit smaller than what my monitors are the graphics aren't quite as crisp as what my what my desktop gaming computer can do but when you're looking at a screen that's you this big it. you don't need the really crisp graphics because you're not going to see them can, and like, is there an option
1: was- to actually hook it up to a display if you wanted to or yeah, is there, you no can, there
3: is a docking yep. thing
5: for- there's a, there's a docking thing you can get for it. Um, there's a external, an actual external GPU that you can plug into it as well, so you can effectively use it as a full-blown desktop computer if you really wanted to.
3: It's just running but, Windows 11.
5: Yeah.
0: <coughs> okay,
1: it's funny. I was, I was sort of just thinking then, like obviously sort of going back to PAX again, but we all jumped on the plane last year and the first thing we all did was rip our switches out. And that was our entertainment from the Sunshine Coast down to Melbourne. We all ripped out a Switch because it's convenient. I didn't even sort of think about pulling out my phone and playing. i got plenty of games on my phone. I didn't sort of think about pulling that out and playing games on it because it wasn't, it wasn't the Switch. It doesn't I can't do what I can do with the Switch. Well, this was what um, I was
3: going to bring up was the iPhone
0: 15 came out and it's in the news now. Odd. On this, you get one to June, yeah. 15 max,
3: blame it is a bit, like... yeah. We won't judge, <laughs> uh, don't judge anyway.
0: Um, COD on that looks like console quality, yep. So, is there really a need to? I don't know.
3: I, I, I don't see, I think handheld or on the go stuff is going to keep coming out or evolving, but I don't think it's going to be. Kind of but I, for going to be
0: i suppose that you are like okay your phone or
1: well, even apple android you can download all your games and everything from the app store but like your Zeus, you're literally running windows yeah
3: like that's, the, you, that's the that's um, the if you wanted
1: to you could type up a review on a plane that's the positive like thing
3: with those is it is just windows operating on it but steam deck's just steam
0: but at the end you of the day, what? though... You
3: know what? You can do that on your phone with You, you can open up our true. office and type up your review. I know it's but not Windows. I, it's, it's I, do still it work. I do
4: it at work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Probably don't say that too loudly. <laughs> or at least, you know, cut
5: that out when this goes to air. Um,
1: the, it's it's one of those weird things, though. Like, yeah, Yes, we can talk about new companies coming and competing, they're all competing with each other, but they're sort of stuck with what they can do you can only like windows is windows at the end of the day all they're going to be able to do is put better performance running um better performance running chips or better graphics cars longer battery life then that's what they're going to be competing with because at the end of the day like i said windows is windows you can't oh our windows runs faster than their windows
5: I guess the other thing to keep in mind though is like in regards to your mobile phone, most of your mobile phone games rely on having an internet connection and not all your flights have wifi on board. At least, you know, not here in Australia, probably overseas, but not here in Australia. Well, got- so that's, that's one place where it's good that you can have a handheld device, whether it be a switch, whether it be, you know, maybe you're kicking it old school and you are running the Atari links, but, they don't require internet and so you can sit there and play games from steam for example that are on your computer in a handheld device
1: it it, will definitely be one of those interesting sort of topics to sort of keep an eye on and see over the possible next couple of months next couple of years where it goes but like a, I know, there's is- been there's been numerous whispers, and I don't know how legit any of them are of Nintendo bringing out another Switch soon. But well,
3: this is a thing I was going to say: the Switch is meant to, turned the technology is meant to be on par with last gen consoles. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's always a step behind, isn't it?
0: The like technology- I saw a, I saw a photo of the other day, it? and I don't know
1: how legit it is, but I think the new Mortal Kombat on the Switch like looked. Absolutely horrendous.
3: <laughs> it's
4: legit. <laughs> well, that's, that's my sort of question with the handhelds. Are they always going to be, like, that sort of one step behind? Because, I don't know, Mel, you might be able to test this. When, like, you were playing Starfield, did you ever get a chance to play it for an extended period of time? Like, did the start overheating because it was working too hard or anything like that, or was it, was it just fine?
5: No, no. Well, my experience with the ally was... Really, really positive. Um, aside from the battery life, but again, we've already discussed that. Um, so it wasn't
4: overheating, like or I didn't oh, was- have
5: any overheating issues. They've got a really good cooling system built into them. It's actually got really good speakers built into it as well. I was actually, I was really surprised at how well this thing performed. Like prior prior to doing the updates on the graphics drivers, um, you know, obviously it ran a little bit terrible. But once the graphics drivers were updated and everything, I was I was running on a fairly consistent 60 frames. And I couldn't hear any fans spooling up. They were nice and quiet. The system itself stayed nice and cool. I legitimately felt like I was holding onto an oversized Xbox controller with a screen in the middle of it.
3: I think the technology in those things are always fairly up to date. I'm just saying the Switch is always going to be behind mm-hmm. a generation. I don't know. It's just cheaper for them to do it that way. It is only a four or five hundred dollar console, though, where these other handouts yeah. are twelve hundred plus. So it makes sense that they're behind. I
1: suppose. I suppose Nintendo sort of get away with it in a degree because they've got games like Mario and Super Smash Bros. Where they're that more cartoonish feel, and they look great on the console. But when you've got games like Mortal Kombat that look like they've been drawn on paint. It sort of less the console down a little bit, but I suppose at the end of the day, they're thinking about their own games as well, they're not sort yeah, of thinking boot about
3: up If you've got it on PC, boot it up with the lowest quality setting and let your Switch
0: copy.
1: Yeah. Um, talking about games, our last little topic, I'm going to ask everyone, and we'll start with you, Brashi. what's a game that you've played, could be whenever, that you just haven't been able to put down?
0: Started playing it and just kept playing it. A game you could never
4: put down. Mm. Um I've always got the games I always come back to. Like, I'll play them and then, but obviously a whole bunch of other games count, so I'll play them. Like, my Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. I always end up going back to that at some point. Like, I'm off at the moment because I've got heaps of other games to play. Like, Baller's Gate 3 is going to be a big one for me. I'm always going to go back to that one. And especially if they start adding in new races and new classes and yeah. like that. It's going to be, yeah, insane. Unfortunately, League of Legends, because <laughs> <laughs> that, that is just so disappointing. I I hate <laughs> I hate League of Legends, but I love it. <laughs> I I just love the torture I like to put myself in. Uh, but um, definitely Final Fantasy games. Any sort of Final Fantasy games. Like I went went and bought like spent the hundred and sixty dollars or it was to buy all the Final Fantasy one through six games. Um, and I start playing all of them again. Legend of Dragoon, that old-school Legend of Dragoon, went back and started playing that again, because um, they finally brought it back on PlayStation, because usually you could only buy it on the American PlayStation Store, yeah. So, but they brought it out on the European one, so I was able to get it. um, Yeah, if they do a remake of that, that's going to be a big one for me. But yeah, so Final Fantasy, really. Resident Evil and Final Fantasy, probably.
2: Always yep. go back to those sort of games. Awesome. Ash. What about you? Oh, I think just what I've played in the month shows that I don't really stick around with games <laughs> all too long.
0: There's
3: been, so, never, um, there's been never a game that you just played and you didn't want to put it down.
2: I can't say that I have. Like, I mean, yeah, sort of the RPGs and whatnot, like I'd spend three or four years playing them, but ultimately I do sort of move away from them. But, yeah, there's never... I can't think of anything where I'd go, oh, I'd love to play that again. You know, so, yeah. Can't really sort of give you an answer, unfortunately.
3: What
1: about you, Sabi?
3: Look, (laughs) when I saw this topic in the list, the original Assassin's Creed games were games that I played I could never stop playing. I remember having to go to work the next day and I was still awake at three or four in the morning. Just try to play and collect everything. Not so much the newer ones. I'm hoping Mirage changes my mind on that sort of thing, but original couple of games, I could not put them down. So for me, it's the OG
4: Assassin's Creed. That I sure so, thought you were going to say uh, Mortal Kombat. No, because that's, yeah, that's, that's, that. <laughs> that's, that's not a game
3: that I couldn't put down. Like I, I'm, I love playing it, and I'll always keep going back to it, but it's not something I could just sit there and just play and, lose hours to it it's kind of the question it's just at assassins creed or even even when i really started getting into cod
0: i couldn't stop playing multiplayer are you up all night playing cod multiplayer but assassins creed is um a... i'm looking the forward OG to XTO games
3: just the og for, to a couple of first couple of games i just couldn't, couldn't stop playing
2: if you're talking about games like that that you just couldn't stop playing that's what we talked about that yeah um in that case it'd be very easy it'd be og doom and carmageddon for me well where, really, where, where they're the two games that i would just lose hours in and like i'd look up and it'd be yeah the birds would be singing outside the you know the computer <laughs> that's, that's, window. that's kind of
3: what we ask it yeah it's just what uh, what have you played that you just could not
2: ever yeah original doom and carmageddon those there were the go. two big ones for me
5: what about you mel Oh, I guess it depends what decade we're talking. Um it doesn't matter. So yeah, probably growing up it was either like Duke Nukem 3D, uh, Redneck uh-huh. Rampage or Carmageddon. Um and then I guess in my teen years it would have been World of Warcraft. Uh and that kind of carried on to my early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then once once uh g t a online came out. I wasted a lot of hours in that, and then I guess more recently um star citizen okay. so i have I haven't played that recently because you know the last couple of patches have been a bit, pfft. but um, yeah, no, prior to those patches i yeah, same deal it'd be you know four o'clock in the morning, the sun'd be coming up, and I'd be like, oh, I gotta get up for work in four hours, yeah. so that's me.
0: Well, if I was gonna
1: the probably the one I can remember the most was probably as much as I hate to admit it runescape I'd play that on a weekend and you'd uh start playing at night time and you'd get up and look out the window and again, birds are chirping, and the sun's coming through, and you're like, "Oh, okay, um probably more recently though is probably I won't just say one Diablo game, but the Diablo games all." I'll sit down on Diablo and I'll sit down at six o'clock at night and I'll look up and it's five o'clock the next morning. I'm like, oh, okay. That's where time went. Um, I don't know why. I just, they've become very competitive to me. And I want to hit the dungeons and get everything I can. So it's probably my my two, RuneScape and doom, um, Diablo. I was going to say Doom. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's uh, another podcast done and dusted. And um, we will plug one of our affiliates. I just got a quick look in Discord because I can't remember who. Jeez,
3: it. man! They're
1: on your, are te- shirts. I'm not wearing my MK shirt today. Um, we are. Yeah, I know. Man. it's pretty bad, isn't it? One
2: of these things is not like the other. You're always
1: one. We're, we're gonna. We'll. Um, I always butcher this. Is it X Reart? X Reart? Uh, ex-ri-art?
3: yeah, X art
1: Yeah. Um. If you go into our Discord, you can click on the affiliate section. Um, we have got a code with them. They do some really cool, like, uh, pretty much framed tech breakdowns. So you can get, like, a broken-down iPhone te- or a broken-down te- Game Boy. Yeah,
3: I like the Game Boy one. They tear down a Game Boy, and they, like, spread the parts out as a... Um, up- yeah,
1: single single compo- like singular components all over the thing. So if you're a bit of a techie person, that's a pretty cool site to have a look at. Um, like I said, we've got a code if you want a bit of a discount. But uh, that's us for another podcast. Yes. Thank you for everyone listening. Make sure you like and subscribe, and um, I think on Spotify too. Now you can actually leave a comment on what you thought of the podcast and what you'd like to see improved or whatever. So make
0: sure you let us know, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys. See you. Bye. Thanks, guys.